Hey, are you ready to grow your business? You have checked out the number one resource for business leaders, entrepreneurs, startup founders, and managers. And we're going to teach you how to grow and scale your business with real actionable steps. There's no fluff in this podcast. It's just good advice. Check out this episode. If you're a first-time listener, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoy this episode, leave us a five-star review. Today's episode is with Nicholas Strand, who's the owner of Choose Your Attitude. It's a premium encouragement brand. And I got to tell you, this is hands down one of my favorite episodes. The company is called Choose Your Attitude because we're literally talking about in the face of extreme pain and extreme challenge and setbacks that really put you in a place where you think I should have been somewhere else or I should be doing something else or you're experiencing things that aren't just hard, but they, they may even be excruciating. We're talking about how can you choose your attitude to rise above those situations. Nicholas has seen it. He's done it. He has an incredible story, and you're going to love to hear about it. Stay tuned. Here comes your good advice. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. Hey, I don't know how you're feeling today. I don't know what you're doing today. For me, it's Friday. I'm at our PodMax event. It's literally one of my favorite events to be at. But you may be driving in your car. You may be at home. You may be at work. Well, today, we want to encourage you today. And I don't, I don't say that out of just, you know, hey, have a great day. I'm talking about, I want to leave you with this episode, a sense of renewed purpose, renewed passion. And really, man, I, I have an optimistic outlook on life. That's what I want to give you today. Today, we're sitting down with my friend Nicholas Strand, who's joining us today. He's the owner of Choose Your Attitude. And we're going to be talking about that today. Choose Your Attitude is a premium encouragement brand. It's got its own podcast, which, hey, you know I love to support other podcasters. You need to hit pause on this episode and make sure you check out the other podcast, the Choose Your Attitude podcast. He's got all sorts of gear on his website. You got to make sure you check this out. It's at chooseyourattitude.com. I'm looking at the gear right now. It looks incredible. looks really cool. Uh, but Nicholas, man, I'm so excited to have you here today. Thanks for joining. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for being here. Or, or it's great to be here in this, you know, environment, this event, and uh, of course, thanks for the shout out. You know, uh, it, it's it's great to kind of you know help each other out. So I appreciate that shout out. And uh, no, I, it's great to be here. Well, you can always tell a fellow podcaster because naturally you have the podcast. You can tell you have the gear, you have the equipment, you got the podcast voice. Uh, you know, sometimes people come on, they're like, yeah, I got a podcast, but they're like on like their cell phone, you know, and you're like, do you have a podcast? So I can already tell that your podcast, it's got to be legit. It's got to be the real deal. Um, when did you start the podcast? So I... You know, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a background for me. Um, originally, you know, I'm I'm technic I'm technically a tech nerd. Um, I actually, you know, my whole life, uh, I've I've been a video engineer for the music concert touring industry. So this is this is part of, you know, uh, my blood. So I love to geek out, and so you know, this is part of it. Um, but you know, kind of to fall into the podcast, and and you know, it actually has this whole story with choose your attitude. Um, 
it has this long story. Choose your attitude is not just, you know, happy, sad. It didn't just come out of nowhere. There's there's some deep meaning to it. Hmm. Um, so, you know, from a person who's been touring my whole life um, and, and kind of reached these goals, um, you also, we all live, we all go through something, um, not by choice, <laughs> by, by all means. Um, and, you know, my journey uh, started uh, to to get a little bit more difficult when in 2012 I lost my mom to cancer, um, and then in 2017 I lost my wife of 10 years to cystic fibrosis. Mm. Um, and as you can imagine, both those things, you know, they're not they're not simple, they're not normal. So you're you're trying to to go through them. Um, obviously, the the 10 years together, you know, we were aware that it was going to lead to this, um, but there was definitely differences in the two, and so. Post losing your two best friends, the most two influential people in your life, um, you, you kind of get left into this, you know, dark place. Um, where do you go? How do you live? Um, and so, you know, all I really was left with was, uh, you know, the tech nerd. Um, you know, my my roadie life. Um, I started touring with Dave Matthews Band, a lifelong dream, um, and uh, you know, things started feeling good, but then. All of a sudden, uh, near the end, we had a, a five-week break. Um, I knew I, I wanted to do something more, but I, I couldn't find it. I woke up one morning, and the left side of my face was paralyzed. Um, I thought it was a stroke. Um, you know, Doctor Google lies, <laughs> but it definitely <laughs> told me that you know uh, this was a stroke. So there was a bit of a panic. Um, but the panic was reassured when I was told it was Bell's palsy. But it was a wake up for me. If not now, then when? What? A, wait a minute. If 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 I could lose the left side of my face, uh, if it could go paralyzed, my brain, my heart, my lungs, I'm a healthy person. Um, you know, I'm six foot tall, 180 pounds. I work out every single morning. Um, I woke up, left side of my face was paralyzed. So knowing this and then having the connection, you would think, you know, losing your mom and then losing your wife would be enough of a wake up call. This was that direct kind of kick in the face of like, you know, that, that if not now, then when? So I started to write super focused as I am. I spent five weeks. I remember August. And so this was in 2019. Um, and I spent five weeks writing the book, loving someone who's dying. And it was about Brianna and I's journey. Um, you know, from losing mom to the 10 years together, learning what it's like to, you know, at three years old, Brianna was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis, told she's only going to live till 13. So every single day was a gift because she was told she was supposed to be dead yesterday. And so quality over quantity, you know, I'm going to live today to the fullest rather than live two days at 50%. And so, you know, Sometimes we you need that personal tragedy or that personal event to kind of kick it in the butt and understand it yourself. So as I was typing this, I remember looking down to my forearm, and on my forearm sits the handwriting message that Brianna created. It was a quote that she created um, in her handwriting tattoo. And I remember looking down and I read it: "Choose your attitude, create your life." Mm. And it was like, whoa, I didn't change anything. The only thing I changed was how I approached the situation. 
my choice of attitude and the life that it was creating by that choice had empowered me and just, I mean, even to this day, like hairs raised because it was just like, it was that aha moment. Um, And it was then that I realized, okay, well, you know, death is tough. Here I'm struggling with it. Everybody around me struggling with it. But how can I get people to be as comfortable as someone like Brianna, um, you know, or, or someone like her and I had, um, because, you know, death was something that we talked about often. So how could we bring people closer? And so that's when the brand kind of got started. Um, you know, the idea that, you know, choose your attitude um, with, and, and mind you, it's not just the words, choose your attitude. We also have a logo and boy, does it, it's got a meaning in itself. Um, but, you know, the idea was, you know, let's, let's open up and, and make people comfortable, you know, make that the icebreaker, um, you know, get, get people inspired and then slowly be able to get them to the create your life side, um, which is the book and understanding the normals, uh, death, addiction, struggle, financial stress, those type of things that we stress about or or struggle with that are literally normal, but society seems to suppress. Um, and so all this together, you know, came together in a, a you know a process. Um, we were supposed to launch it April 7th, <laughs> March 10th hits last year, and COVID was introduced. Well, that took away my career. And so here I have this brand, the book and everything. Um, and that's actually when the podcast got started. And so the podcast is exactly a, another layer. You know, here I am sharing my story of of choose your at, of of loving someone who's dying, mind you. Uh, choose your attitudes is the whole mindset around it. And then choose your attitude podcast is taking many different guests, having them come on, share their story, and. It's been beautiful to hear all these guests come on and the power of story, the power to know that we are not alone, that each and one of each, every single one of us is going through something. And that I think one of the greatest lessons that I've learned in writing my story is that your story is just as powerful. And getting over that fear to be afraid to share it is where then that life becomes created. And the only thing holding you back, your choice. So that that's the whole entire thing. And and um, you know, I've got tons of examples in the episodes I could I could share, but I mean that not to make the answer long, but I mean, <laughs> I, th- that's how it got created. That's you're, choose you're your attitude you're podcast. Such a fantastic guest. Cause I, I, you know, I'm listening to your story and I'm just captivated and you did such a great job bringing it back to the original question of, so why the podcast, which, you know, I <laughs> so casually and you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. It, it's even, it's a bit challenging to even know how to parse that story a little bit because there's so much. Oh. To get from that, I mean, I'm, I'm just, yeah. Even the way you describe the circumstances you went through, 
Uh, it's interesting how you, it, it's almost like you continuously implied like, hey, there's a decision I need to make here. Like I need to like, you know, sort of step up here and make this decision and and move forward. And I, I mean, my wife and I, we've been married for, we just celebrated seven years. And yes. if it, I think about living life without her and I, I just can't envision what's next. And so seeing you just so resilient and so confident about, you know, your purpose and this is why I'm here and this is what I'm doing and we're connecting people. And I'm just, I'm floored. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, the grief that you've had to go through. Um, it, I mean, are you just at, in, at your core level? Have you always had that level of resiliency or, I mean, what, what's gotten you to the point you are today? To be honest, sharing my story and having these type of talks. And the reason why I say that is I am not up here to say I'm better. I'm not up here to say that I'm a superhuman. And matter of fact, when I hear you say resilience, there's a bit of me that laughs because, you know, earlier today, I'm thinking of the struggle and strife I went through and the challenge I'm facing to try to be up here. But the greatest thing about this is knowing what I learn from talking with others or what you learn from hearing other people's stories or the confidence you make or, or build from hearing that you're not alone, mm. that what you're going through is normal. <laughs> and I say that because, you know, everybody's, you know, you, you, death happens and everybody treats it like this, you know, weird thing. And, we're all going to die. And I, and I don't mean to say everybody, you know, they're hearing that going, oh my gosh, like here yeah. he is saying death. Well, but it's the truth. Yeah. And so if we plan ahead, when that comes, we can actually live through that journey. And so what I, one of the big lessons that I learned in this is when I, I lost my mom, I lost it to lung cancer and it started with a brain aneurysm. So all of a sudden, you know, life's going normal and bam, brain aneurysm, lung cancer, four months, battle, battle, battle. Um, it's a little difficult when warning signs or, or warning alarms hit and you don't have a plan. So everybody's scrambling. You know, we always laugh about the fire drills in class. We always laugh about... Um, you know, all these different things. A friend of mine the other day was laughing about death drills. He's like, I'm going to call my mom and talk about the death drill. And I'm like, funny, but real. Hmm. So then you, you know, you, you say, okay, well, yeah, but death is scary and it's tough. And that's the difference though. When Brianna died, we had 10 years, we called them pillow talks where we talk about death. We would talk about these things. So when Brianna died, it was this beautiful death. And when I say that, even in my mind, I'm, I'm sitting there going, okay, those words are just weird. I said, beautiful. And I said, death, beautiful death. This does not make sense. But what was beautiful about it is time slowed down. You're able to experience. You're able to love. You're able to get out what you needed. You had already said what you needed to say. The plans were intact, so everything happened. Now, don't get me wrong. Emotions are heavy. I still, to this day, am challenged. As a matter of fact, I'll be honest, like right now, I still have emotions and I'm still holding some of them back. 
the idea is not to say that you remove yourself from those emotions. The idea is to say you stand within them and acknowledge them and embrace them rather than put them under the bed and be scared of them. And that's usually where your conflicts with others are. That's usually where sometimes if you feel hatred towards somebody, anger towards somebody, it's some. It's usually there's some perspective that you're trying to learn or some confusion with your own understanding. Um, so yeah, again, sorry for another long answer, but that's <laughs> you know that's that's the deep the deep thought. You seem like someone who every day you're in the moment. And oh, geez. We talk about this a lot. You know, you see it on, um, you know, your occasional, like you're on your YouTube, you're on a YouTube bender and like the motivational video comes up. It's like, you know, live in the moment. And we, we all understand this concept of slowing down and like really just being in the present. This feels like something that's part of your DNA that, that you do on a daily basis. Tell me more about that. You know, it again, funny you say that. I'm human. Don't get me wrong. Like I've, I see so many things that I'm excited for ahead that I'm working on to achieve that I'm so excited to get up. But at the same time, I have all of my past, all of those, all of those memories laid out and I have not put one of them away. So to reference the beautiful butterfly logo of the choose your attitude, um, I'm, I'm going to share it right now because this is a perfect time to do that. So the butterfly logo, um, if you look at it, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of you know the podcasters and trying to explain it. But if, if you go to the website, choosyourattitude.com, you'll be able to see the logo. Um, and that'll be a good reference. Um, but let me explain it. So if you look at it, it the um, I'm trying to... I just went blank there for a minute. Um, so... It's actually made of two hearts to represent community. All right. This is what I saw originally, by the way. I didn't I didn't even know it was a butterfly. I thought, yep. I thought, yeah, here's the the two hearts, but continue. I just Yep, no, you're good. I, you're, I'm tracking with you, is all I'm saying. Yep. Well, perfect. So I'm I'm actually jump uh to reset myself here. So you actually rotate it on its side. It's an hourglass for time. So the whole idea in that is um we all have an hourglass, right? Um, most of us don't see the sand up top. Someone like Brianna, the sand was shown early. So at three years old, she's told she's got 10 years left. So all of a sudden, you see how fast you got to work, right? Where we don't. So that's kind of that hourglass of time. That time is ticking. So take advantage of it. Um, made of two hearts to represent community. The one on the left is your past, while the one on the right is your future, lifting up your past. And then we call it the butterfly, much like the butterfly effect, that you are in control of your forward movement. But another one um, that we've I've, I've just picked up with that that is amazing because all these things have organically come from the logo. Like we did not take these meanings and go put them in the logo. They've, I think I need to hire your logo designers. What I was thinking, oh, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. like these things are so intuitive. Continue though. I so so like what you were saying is the you know the original question is is how do I stay in the present? Well you have to fly with two wings, right? Well if you fly with just your future, you're not gonna fly well. 
if you fly with just your past, you're not going to fly well. But if you fly with both of them, mm. you're going to fly well, right? Um, and that's why we also rotated on the 45. I will have to say that is because we didn't want it to be perfect because, you know, nobody's perfect. But, um, but that's the idea is that you take the future and you take the past and you always keep that open. And I'm not saying like, you know, obviously it's heavy, you know? So you, what I'm saying is, is you grow a relationship with it and you keep it out there because when it hits you, the more you know about yourself, the more you're able to stay in the present. And by doing that, that means like, you know, if you cry, cry. Or if you feel, you have a better understanding of why you feel and how to not react to others. Because sometimes what happens is if, you know, you have a bad day, how many times have you, you know, sparked at somebody else and you didn't mean to, but it was just because you had a bad day? Well, right. you know, those type of things. Um, so that's how I stay in the present is literally, you know, that is, is, is just taking both of those, keeping them current and at the same time enjoying where I stand because where I stand is where I stand rather than, you know, hiding my past or hiding those things. And it, it actually creates a pretty solid and, and strong identity. And I think that's why I would be confident is, is because, I know my past. I know where I want to go and I am in control of of that. So it's it's a unique perspective because I think often what we're talking about is to forget your past or hide your past or you know move on from your past and you're sort of saying to um not necessarily I don't know if the words appreciate but to just be be in awareness of that is my past and it's part of it's just as much as part of my story as yes. what's yet to come. You it, it, you know a couple of examples here. First one I'm going to go to would be, you know, dating. I don't know how annoying it is to be like, oh well that was in your past. Well, how are you who you are without any of your past? Um I'm going to take it a little deeper. I just did an interview with a guy by the name of Kevin Berthia. Kevin Berthia is the guy from the Golden Gate Bridge. He was about ready to jump off 200 feet to his death. I interviewed both him and the other, uh, and the officer who saved his life just by listening. But the number one thing that people needed to understand was perspective. So most people see that one moment and they judge, oh, well, he's jumping, he's crazy, he's going through this. But like in the interview with Kevin Briggs lays out is it's not just that one moment. That guy was 20 years old. That was 20 years standing up on that bridge. That was not mm -hmm. him standing on the bridge. That was 20 years. And in one of my podcasts for an hour and a half, the guy just lays it out. Mind you, that was in 2005. And we just had the interview about a week ago. First interview I cried. And he still, like when you hear the interview, he still has that. Like the, so what I'm saying is that past is you. So every single part of it from the day you remember all the way up till now, that's you. You can't hide that. So then some of you are going to say, well, ah, yeah, but this happened. Okay, well, I did another interview. 
a friend of mine, um, uh, Rachel uh, Check. <laughs> we're actually uh, so she is working on two different things. Uh, they call it translator, and uh, another one is unincarcerated productions. So unincarcerated productions, what they do is they take um, people who have come out of prison and teach them what life is like. And the whole idea about that is that they are still just as powerful, if not more powerful. Why? Because they've been challenged to test their barriers. They've been challenged. And so that whole entire thing of what she does is she teaches them and she teaches others how to actually see their worth Mm. rather than judge them on the prison. So what's happening is the people come out of prison, taking their past, learning by it, and at the same time, teaching others that their past is who they are. And if you look at that, you can see a quality Mm -hmm. in them rather than the sadness. And the, the only way I would say that you see any negative in anybody usually is because of a fear or a misunderstanding. And then that goes to listening and understanding perspective. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the, the circle is, is it's, it's like looking at, I feel like many of us, or maybe this is just myself. When I look into my past, I typically do it with regret of, Oh, that was a missed opportunity. Oh, that was a mistake I made. And not that we don't make mistakes. And, you know, I would, I mean, I would naturally assume that, uh, these individuals we're referring to naturally, they probably look back to that event that got them in prison and think, geez, I wish I had not done that. So not that we don't have like moments we look back to and wish I'd gone differently, made different decisions. But I feel like many of us as a whole, when we look at our past, we it's not necessarily with um, this appreciation that you're talking about. Often it's it's, okay, that was behind me, but I'm still pressing towards something that I have not yet attained yet, whether it's like a personality quality, maybe it's a certain job, maybe it's a certain income level. I really appreciate your appreciation for the past and how it's this sort of like dual part, you know, your past and your future that together combine who you are as we see in your logo. So I I, got to ask you this. So we all want to succeed in life, right? Well, one of the number one entertainments is sports. How do you succeed at sports? You don't succeed by just focusing on your successes. The number one thing that people go back after every single game is, ah, oh, okay, so there was this, there was that, there was this, there was that, there was this, there was that. Of course, you're going to feel those feelings, you know, of you just haven't hit the next step. Mm-hmm. You have to go to the next step. And of course, there's fear because you're going to have to understand yourself. You're going to have to feel some of those feelings that are difficult to feel. But once you reach that other side and you win that Super Bowl, why do you, why do you think some of these guys like Russell Wilson or those guys are so hungry to keep going? Right. Why do you think people like Gary Vaynerchuk is opening more businesses? The same idea is because you've gone past you you've gone that one step further mm-hmm. and all of us all of a sudden you become fearless yeah and you're and, it's like you're willing now like the mistakes or like the setbacks are 
just part of the journey rather than I feel like as a, when you're a new entrepreneur, that first setback, or like, let's say you're, you know, for us as business owners, we're commenting on social media, you get that first really hostile, negative response. It feels like when you get comfortable with setbacks, now Mm. you aren't folding, you know, it's like, how dare that person say that to me? Or now my identity is so wrapped up in what other people have perceived of me or, you know, it's like the person who they started a business and it failed and now they're scared to start the next business, even though they're hungry and passionate. And, you know, you're talking about people allowing setbacks to be part of the journey rather than now I'm flawed as a human because how could I have made that mistake? It, it's, it's interesting to think about. So I'm going to go back to this unincarcerated idea of people coming out of prison I would almost throw it on the table that I would become more in fear of someone that has never had a life struggle or has had a past because they've become too comfortable Mm. inside the comfortable. When you become comfortable inside the uncomfortable, you then challenge yourself and you learn to become more aware of yourself. You become, you become more aware of others. You understand perspective. And then all of a sudden, you're, you're, again, how do you think in sports? You know, and I'm not saying that this is a sport or the competition of others, but it's the same idea. Um, and I mean, that's what we all want to do is we don't know when we're going to die. But the goal is, is that you keep trying until you die. Because again, the last thing we want is that tomorrow something was to happen and you just wasted a whole year, years, decades worrying about what you could have done when you could have done it already. So is the, is the ultimate end game impacting others? Are we talking about lifting others up? I mean, what, what's the For sure that we're talking about here? So there's, there's two things. There's, there's first, it, it, it's the reciprocal effect, should we say. Um, so for me, like the biggest lessons I learned is, is, is first, you know, you, you got to put it into yourself. Um, and and I, I, disclaimer again, as I say, all these things, I'm not telling you that I go out every single day walking with this, you know, <laughs> you know, like I'm on top of the world. I'm saying what I'm reminding myself every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Inspiring myself with. Um, but we, you know, you. Sorry, I went for a blank there. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Keep going, man. Um, what was the question? We're talking about <laughs> impacting other people, right? Oh, yes, yeah. yes. So the reciprocal effect. So the idea is that when you help yourself, all right, um, and, and that's at the end of the day, that's where it all comes down to, that choice of your attitude. But soon, and where I was able to realize this is as soon as I changed my attitude, and when I say change my attitude, this was not like happy, sad. This was understanding my approach to the situation. So instead of being sad, um, instead of letting things get to me when my mom died or when Brianna died, I was able to acknowledge it. I was able to approach it. 
and I was doing things that I was holding back. So for example, my struggle, if we want to talk about one, was the book. I didn't want to do it because I was I was in fear of those feelings I had to approach. But then all of a sudden, when you get challenged and you time is of the essence and you approach it, all of a sudden you feel it. And so as I was doing that, all of a sudden, as you inspire others, you learn and you feel this radiation because at the end of the day, no matter how independent you are, we're all a community. We're, we're companion animals. I mean, if, if so if you pull out of self, we're companion animals. And so to be able to have that feeling and to be able to share that with others, oh, so inspiring. That, well, that's the energy that keeps you going. And it's something I really appreciate about your logo is these, these two hearts that are interlinked, almost exactly. like a chain. That's you, the whole point. This concept of community and being connected, it feels like we live in a culture today that is becoming infinitely more disconnected. Yes. We've seen uh, different studies that have been being put out right now on, on about social media in general and how um, echo chambers are being reinforced where you know the social media algorithms to keep you engaged on the platforms, they'll often direct you to people who feel the same way as you, think the same way as you, and further cement some of your own beliefs for better or worse. And something that my wife especially has done a great job of reminding me of is getting out in the community and connecting with people who, one, are different from you, uh, but two, being intentional to not be, you know, we, we came out of this COVID life where all of us were, you know, it was like Netflix every day and, you know, I can't leave my home. It feels like people less and less are being on top of this concept of developing those relationships, you know, connecting with other people, uh, especially men. It feels like speaking for myself, but also I was on a call with a gentleman just two days ago. And we're talking about how as men get older, it feels like we become less connected with other men and we develop less deep friendships. Uh, I'm just appreciating what you're talking about here. And I'd I'd love to hear more about your perspective on this. Emotion. So we have grown into this world where we text, email, we're on social media. When was the last time you picked up the phone and actually talked to somebody outside of your wife, girlfriend, partner, it hasn't been that long. Well, we forget. So I'll even kick back to what happened when everybody put the masks on. All of a sudden you lost your, you couldn't see the face. Mm -hmm. 90% of communication is facial expression, right? Emotion. That is lost. The other one is accountability. So on social media, I could tell you off, turn my phone off, walk away. You're left with having to deal with it. Where when we're in person, you have to deal with those emotions. So all of a sudden, people are not able to actually enter those emotions. So we're actually pulling ourselves further away from those emotions when we need to be going closer to those emotions. And so, you know, another example of this is as a kid, um, really close friend of mine was deaf. So I learned sign language and I love sign language because I'm very animated. And, um, but one sign, one sign that you make just by your facial expression, 
you can make it mean three, four, five different things. So the power of emotion, the power of communicating those emotions, we're in this kind of weird cycle right now. Um, last year was a perfect example when it got really, really extreme where all this hatred towards each other and just this animosity, but everybody was able to turn their computer off while everybody walked away emotional, sad, dealing it with themselves, nobody to talk to, nobody to feel the emotion. So now we're able to get deeper into people and be a lot meaner and a lot more hurtful, but not own up to it because you can just turn the phone off. And that that's what I would say is is the cause of that. So so where do we where do we go from here? I mean, is it because we're talking about sort of this lack of accountability, this lack of really um it's it's probably a bit too much to say like a lack of repercussions for things that we say and do. But how do we get people back to this concept of connecting with others, you know, sort of living day by day? And and ultimately, I mean, it's it's why your brand exists. You know, you're 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 part of this premium encouragement brand. How do we get back to the day-to-day of noticing other people and lifting them up? Like, for example, the officer who, I mean, it, it, it took him being aware in the moment to see this gentleman who's thinking about jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge. Like, How do we live in this moment of noticing people and wanting to ultimately not just encourage them, but help them farther along on their journey? So you just said a very important part. Um, part of helping... W- we're kind of in this mindset right now where we can just shut other people out and we're this independent world, but we are together. Um, so, but we each, we each have to do our part (laughs) to help that cohesiveness. Right. Um, and so again, to choose to try and understand and challenge ourselves, um, and, and, not always jump to the conclusion that we know. And the reason why I say that is, um, you know, there's a lot of people who have never left their hometown. This world is huge. (laughs) And as much as we want to, you know, be powerful and almighty, there's other views in the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying they're right or wrong, but when you understand and, and you're open to understand that, that's that's when you're able to to get through that. Now, how how do you help that? Well, um, I think one of the bigger goals is is learning to communicate, learning to communicate those emotions, um, learning yourself. So, like one thing with Brianna and I uh, near the end that I was able to pick up on. I don't know if I did a great job at it. Um, but simple things of becoming so aware of yourself that, oh, has this turned into an argument where we're not actually getting anywhere? We're just you know hitting each other. Maybe we should pause, take a step back. Um, or you know, being able to listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of the biggest struggles we do as well is, you know, someone reaches out for help, and you know, they barely finish what they've said. And you feel like they're competing. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you're going to throw out your stuff. Mm-hmm. But not necessarily is that what they need. They need someone to listen. They need, and you need to understand. So listen to understand as opposed to listen 
to solve or to win. Yeah. Listen to win. Right. Exactly. Um, and you know, I, one one thing I a connection for this is you know going back to my past and <laughs> some of these episodes that um, I've recorded. One of my my most favorite that I always go back to was actually the first one. Um, a friend of mine lost her leg in a rock climbing accident, and I asked her. I said, "How does it feel to be held up as a hero, um, just because you're trying to walk again? You know, here you are just trying to survive, but everybody thinks you're this hero." She's like, well, it's just because you physically can see it. But everybody has a struggle. Wow. Susie may be having a divorce. You know, Joe may have just had a financial struggle. Somebody lost their job, but that's what their focus is on. That's where they're at. And then at the same time, where we stand today, remember that role of how many years we've gone through is completely different than everybody you stand by. So there's there's a trigger somewhere in there that is different than yours. So that's why it doesn't make sense to you because you're not living their story, mm-hmm. their story. And I love the deep intrinsic value that you put on every person. That's ultimately what we're talking about is is the the power of dignity and the power of human value and it's you know all of us living this journey together it's powerful when you recognize that i think exactly i think one of the the biggest biggest things that we that helps you um become better is realizing i and the reason why i'm pausing is i'm trying to think of this the best but Actually, here here it is. Here, a friend of mine or a teacher of mine, um, when I was in high school, all these life lessons, putting them down to one. Um, when I was in high school, he always told me that you don't know something until you can teach it. And so, being able to teach that to somebody, you then become more knowledgeable. But then all of a sudden, it replicates hmm. because. Again, it all leads up to that one struggle or that one moment when life just goes to crap and you have no control over it. But because you've done your deed and, and you know helped others, you've created an environment that's cohesive. And I, I think that's where it comes to is that, you know, not this kumbaya feeling, um, because I, you know, I, I get that where we all kind of have this, you know, defend for ourselves, but at the same time, um, you get what you put off to the world. Yeah. Um, and by all means, I'm not, you know, again, not saying like, don't cry because, you know, that's going to make, no, if you're real mm. and, and you are able to be aware, you're, be, you're able to be more alert. You know, it's, it's just like, you know, we'll go back to sports again. When he goes to practice, he's not going to practice what he's good at. He's going to practice what he's been failing at. Right. Because he needs a better response time because he wants to become closer to the relationship that he's unfamiliar with. He wants to become comfortable in the uncomfortable so he can be one up. That's what life is, is just doing that all the way until the end, but it helps others and it, it just, it builds. And, you know, as 
you know, it, it's just like when you, you, you have the teams, you know, if, if, if you're not helping others be better in the end, your whole team is affected, you know? So it's the same idea. Nicholas, this has been so incredible. I'm I'm getting pinged like over and over again that it's time to. Oh, geez. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're, we're out of time. Uh, yeah. Man, it's it's this has been such a great conversation. I want to take a quick second and tell our listeners what what can they do to follow up with you to check more information about for you. Uh, for our yeah. listeners, make sure you go to chooseyourattitude.com. You got to check out the Choose Your Attitude podcast, and you got to pick up the book. I'm going to pick up a, a copy myself. Loving someone who is dying. Uh, Choose Your Attitude, Create Your Life. It's available on Amazon or on the Choose Your Attitude website. Nick, this has been awesome, man. I so appreciate you. Thank you. It's been an honor. I appreciate it. Thank you, everyone. For our listeners, if you've been following the podcast and you enjoy the podcast, what the heck are you waiting on? Click that subscribe button. Click that follow button so you can keep getting good advice wherever you're at. And hey, man, we so appreciate your support. If you want to support the podcast, you can check us out at patreon.com slash good advice. That's patreon.com slash good advice. You can also get your business advertised and promoted in the intro of our podcast. Again, you can go to patreon.com slash good advice to get more information for it. As always, we appreciate you and we'll catch you later. See ya.